0: Welcome to another episode of Tell Me More. I'm your host, Mariam, and your 24 7 motivation source. This is a podcast where we explore the art of personal growth and self improvement. So, whether you're looking to improve your relationships, your cardio, your health, or your overall well being, my podcast offers you practical tips and advice that is very easy to apply in your everyday life. Each week, I bring you conversations with experts and practitioners who share their insights, strategies and stories about how not just exist but to live and learn and to be more comfortable and confident with yourself. So whether you are just starting off on your self-improvement journey or you are a seasoned pro, this podcast is just for you. So join me each week as we explore new ideas, challenge our thinking and ultimately create the life that we want. So let's get started for today.
1: All right. Hi, uh, my name is Amit Khanna, and I'm a thought leader and an expert in communication and leadership. Last year, I actually gave a TEDx uh, called as Kill the Soft Skill. Now, kill the soft skill, it's not really killing anyone, but trust me, uh, I was raised for that. Uh, But killing is basically, we need to nail it down. So that's, it's quite interesting, and I would like you to watch it to so kill the soft skill basically what happens is you know i i grew up with no english i actually didn't know english till age 20 and uh, it i was bullied a lot because of that i somehow learned it and you know made sure that i'm quite fluent and i was doing pretty okay when it comes to communication or English-speaking, you know, during my college years, the post-college years and graduation and so forth. However, at age 33, I was humiliated one more time at the office. And this time, it was pointed out that I lack communication skills. And that's the hatred I had for soft skills. Because... It just, yeah, it irritated me a lot. And eventually, I learned, I developed certain skills, I developed certain ways how to handle it. And I've shared that in Kill the Soft Skills.
0: That's really great, Amit. Um, There was a question that came to my mind, and that was that, you know, there are some people who aren't really great with their software skills, and they're not probably the best uh, creative thinkers or something. But they have really good communication skills, they have really good presentation skills, they have really good leadership skills. Uh, For people who have these soft skills, how is it going to benefit them when AI takes over? How is it going to add to, you know, their portfolio and how is it going to make them stronger in the market?
1: Well, that's interesting. You know, most of the people say the other side. So. That's actually a good question, uh, because if you're good at soft skills already, you know, you're good at uh, communication skills, presentation skills, and so on, I think the future is very bright. I, I was just reading an article, and the article says about 2030, and the number top 10 skills, okay, apart from all the technical skills and the coding skills, the top 10 skills all related to the soft skills and, you know, everything about it. So, with AI taking over and AI pitching in a lot of content in a way, I think if you can, if you know how to communicate that to somebody, you got a fantastic career or, you know, whatever you're doing.
0: Well, I think that's great. But how do you think um, the idea of a leader has changed compared to what it was in the past, considering soft skills and how is it going to be in the future now?
1: Well, I think uh, i would I would need to mention this that leadership, even if I backdate, like it's been a couple of decades that I'm working. but even if I backdate a little more or even like two decades ago, leadership was tagged to somebody who earns it in a way in a time like you know, you are either in a hierarchy, right? Uh, you know you're growing up, and that's where you become a leader. Now, a lot of time, but that's that's not the case right now you know i see leaders even in the graduate person you know i see leaders right at the start and what has happened is that leaders in this current day and age they they are the ones who it's not just about the soft skills basically they are the one who understands the inclusion you know how can we work they understand how exactly the emotional intelligence part of humans, you know, Uh, they understand diversity. And when these things come and you add the communication skills and the soft skills with that, you be a better leader. Earlier, it was more, I would say, role-based, you know. Mm -hmm. They have to many times get into the role, learn. Now, I see leaders coming in way early. You don't have to, it's just tagging them as a, you know, a manager or something. But I I don't feel that a leader needs to be, there's no position called as general leader. You know, there's always a general manager. So technically, I mean, personally, I think that leadership is more into inclusion. How do you understand diversity? Of course, soft skills play a vital role because if you can understand all the other things, you know, cultural backgrounds and this and that, I think with the right communication, you can actually, you know, get the things done the way they should be without harming and, you know, torturing anyone. Sorry for that word. but
0: Whatever you just said, because I know a lot of people around me who are not the smartest people in terms of learning skills but um, they have excellent communication skills, excellent leadership skills, management skills and uh, what they've done is uh, instead of you know working for somebody else they've got people who are skilled and who can do their job for them under them and they have made an entire empire out of it and uh, I feel like you know communication is like a very important factor because if you can communicate right you can negotiate well you can You know, put your ideas forward well. And communication really helps in all aspects of your life. Whether it is your career, your relationship, the way you communicate impacts immensely. It impacts immensely. And more than that, communicating the right things at the right time and with the right tonality is what matters the most. What do you think about this now?
1: Absolutely. 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 You you actually nailed it like there's a fantastic definition of communication that you gave just now. Uh, I I think, you know, people, communication is like any other buzzword, okay? Uh, so people use it left, right, and center the way they want. What I just feel, because I talk to many people, and they said, oh, Amit, I don't know English. And I'm like, English is not communication, okay? Communication is a matter of whatever language you're saying, what is coming out of your mouth is interpreted in the same way as you intended to be, and if that other person can get it, that's communication, and that's that's not me saying it's like it's there in anything that you you have a source, you have a target, there's a decoder, an encoder, and that's exactly what I said. So, and I'll give you a classic example. All right, I used to train for uh, project management, ACP, Agile Certified Practitioner training. And while in the training, the first day of my training and the first things that comes out of my mouth was, I love you. And I used to say this to a bunch of audience there. And the second thing I was like, people used to be like, is he mad or something? And I used to say that, I love you. When I say these three words, somebody might feel that is he an idiot. Somebody might really like that. Somebody might sue me. Somebody might slap me. But it's the same three words, right? So it is. this is exactly what communication whole problem happens. You know, the way you the other person interprets. And the more finer and better you can do it for somebody, the better communicator you are. Simple.
0: You know, there are people who are really anxious, but at the same time, they do want to get over their fear. They want to be really good communicators. They want to be at a high leadership space. And uh, for people who want to, you know, move towards that particular goal, how do you suggest they build their soft skills and their communication skills?
1: Uh, I think uh, one of the things they would need to first understand, I know it might sound very basic, but one of the things they need is confidence. All right, Confidence in themselves that, you know, not that they are good or something, that they want to learn it. You know, the first thing is, I always tell this, Is acceptance that you first accept that you know there is a gap all right and I need to fill the gap the gap is that I'm fantastic communicating at home and I'm not doing the same probably with the work colleagues or in the large audience right so that's a gap so that's accepting right the second step is that okay I need to improve that so to do that I would suggest few few things that they can do is First, of course, have confidence. But apart from that, I think communication is whatever language they're easy with, all right, whether it's Hindi, English or any any language, all right, they should use that first, all right, and try to see how can they convey with somebody at work, you know, and see whether that falls in proper or not then they can move that to another language. Like, for example, now they're moving from Hindi to English, right? So then try it in English and see how it works. And slowly and gradually, they will improve. There's no shortcut way. Like, even in my TEDx talk, there is a way that I've said, but that's not shortcut way. The two fundamental key things is that accept, understand that there's a gap, have the confidence. And I think the last thing would be don't give up. Because I think most of the people just give up when they hear a couple of insults or jokes or, you know, something.
0: You know, you're totally right out here. Whenever people are going through any sort of a tough space and whenever they want to achieve something, most people give up when things start going tough and when they don't see results happen quickly. No results happen quickly. There's nothing known as overnight success. There's just 1% of work every single day that you need to put in. And I was reading this book recently and I, you know, came across this thing where the guy uh, who is there in the book, he speaks about it that people are not going to be able to understand your vision. Your family is not going to be able to see it. Your friends are not going to be able to see it. Probably the results are not aligning with your vision, but that does not mean that you give up. What differentiates the people on the top to what differentiate, you know, the people who not really achieve what they want. Is that they give up, they give up in that last mile, that last hundred, you know, kilometers or whatever, the last few steps that are there, because they feel like it's not going to work out. Keep trying, just believe in yourself. That's the time when you need to believe in yourself. And trust me, you are going to get the results.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. No, you're bang right. I mean, it is the belief that they need to have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In your long career, you must have come across a lot of high professional people and high performing individuals. So um, what are the most common, you know, habits or things that they value that you've come across?
1: Yeah, most of them are, many are crazy, but well, that's that's one thing. But here, here, yeah. why they're crazy, I'll tell you that. Because they, they like you rightly mentioned, it's habit. Okay, doing certain things consistently. So one of the things, there are like few, uh, one of the things is that most of them that I've met or I've seen, they do plan early. So what does that mean? Like you said, right? So you're one of that, you fits in one of the criteria. I fit in one of the criteria. It's basically that you plan before. Okay, dudes get up and then say, like What am I going to do today? Like, sort of, right? Uh, don't do that. Okay. Uh, you can plan like how many of you are doing, right? So you can plan it that way. You can have the whole week planned. And then you can, what I do is that I go one day prior as well. So my week is on my calendar. Yes. And then one day prior, every night, I spend five to 10 minutes to make sure that it's not just about the office. I just see what I need to do. When do I need to drop my son? If there any change in his school, when do I have to pick him up? What is my uh, wife is going to do? What are my other things I have to do? And so on and so forth. So every aspect of life, not just work. So when you do that, at least you are now sleeping with the mind that, okay, I know what needs to happen. And I don't know whatever happened in the subconscious way, but it works well. So that's one thing. So planning. Second is that most of the people, they do get up early. And uh, I know it might sound cliche, but many of them do exercise. Many. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know it might sound that it's coming from Google, but that's a fact. Okay. And I I also realize that it really, really pumps you. I mean, I, I hate it. I just hate it. But one hour and, oh my God, I can handle like 30% more tasks that I couldn't do it otherwise. That's true. So that's things. Now, other thing is, it's a sort of a habit that they've built up is that they listen very carefully. Now, what I mean to say is like, we have heard about active listening and stuff, right? But what I saw them is that those are the people whom you would like to go and talk to them about your problems. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Even though they, you might not be the direct reportee to them, but you just like to do it. Why? Because they listen. And what does that mean is that they give you their attention. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. That's really, really important. And I think if I summarize it in a proper manner, they're the ones who are seeking to build relationships like okay. it's not nine to five is done and you know it's not like they're going to come home or something but they want something good out of you as well at the end of the day so it's sort of a habit in a way right because their whole body demonstrates their language demonstrates it uh so that's why i say it's they are into building relationships it's really, and, um... no i think that's true
0: I think that's great. For me, mindfulness looks more like, you know, Sundays is when everybody's resting, but I think Sundays are like my Monday. Monday, it's it's kind of the day when I plan every single thing. And people think I'm a little bit of a lunatic for doing this, but then I'll plan the smallest of things. I'll plan what has to be done the entire week, what meals I'm going to be having, what will be my outfits, every single thing. And I do that because it does take a lot of time to, you know, think about what you're going to eat, what you're going to cook, what how you know what groceries you require, what outfits you're going to wear in case something goes wrong, what else you're supposed to wear. So I plan all of these things. I plan my outfits because I feel like we spend so much time onto these small, small things. People don't realize it, but we take a lot of time to just decide these small things. And um, if, you know, I have these backup outfits too, because in case I spill something, I shouldn't be spending way more time, you know, just figuring out what am I going to replace it with. And um, also, you know, I read it somewhere that I don't know if it's the same for men, but women take a lot of time to decide what they're going to wear. They spend a lot of time. And I mean, if you accumulate it over your entire lifespan, you've lost literally a couple of hours, not even a couple, maybe a bunch full of hours. So it's really good to focus on these things. Have a to-do list ready. For me my to-do list I put it in terms of you know from easy to hard. So I will put like the most basic stuff like maybe you know things that I already am habitual to like my meditation or putting my phone on charge or doing some small chores and then I'll put the tough ones. And how I go about the tough ones is that I'll keep you know all the high intensity stuff things that require my mind to work uh, I'll keep that like early in the morning then I'll go in for things that I know is going to be when the afternoon crash comes and I'm going to just do things which don't require too much of energy it's going to be just you know copy paste stuff or maybe reading something proofing something something like that but then at the end of the day I'll again keep it for reflecting you know I'll probably go through where what needs to be worked on any kind of ideation and that's how I go through my entire to-do list And I think it's really been beneficial to me and I think that is what mindfulness is for me when it comes to work or into my life. You know, what people don't realize is that they feel like, you know, your habits are very controlling. So for me, people think I'm a control freak because I have certain habits and I want to do certain things in a particular routine. But what they don't realize is that habits actually free you up. Because you're not running around like a chicken whose head has been chopped off trying to figure out what you're going to do next, how you're going to do it, start the planning for it, not me. You have everything planned out and habits and a routine kind of frees up your day and it gives you more time to do things that you actually want to invest time in, probably in yourself, in a hobby, in a skill, any single thing like that. And another thing that you mentioned about was about listening. Again, many people mistake listening for hearing and hearing for listening listening is when you actually are intentionally understanding what the person's saying and i'm not just waiting to kind of you know give an answer back or something of that sort hearing is what that what you do normally you're hearing a lot of things around you you hear cars you hear people speaking you hear but you're not really focusing on it it's just something that happens in the background and you don't register what the person say so listening is a skill which really needs to be developed in people because it's something that really takes you a long way
1: Absolutely. The two things, you know, there is... We know that there's jobs of counselors and others, right? So their job is to listen. But I think it has started in US recently. I'm not sure if it is still in worldwide or not. But there are now specific jobs where people are just going to listen to you. That's it. They're not for counseling. So counseling is you pay them to counsel as well, right? It's a one at Like you just mentioned about someone whom you can go and went out. There are jobs now, actually, I think it is Denmark or somewhere, but there are people now, you can just go there and they will just listen without saying, once you're done listening, you just get up and go. That's it. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's great. It all When you said that blended, it really matters because you can take the science of something and you can blend it with something that works out for you. It doesn't have to be to the book. It doesn't have to be just because somebody else who you look up to is working with a particular, you know, method. It's not probably going to work for you, but take the science of it and try to incorporate it the way you want. Because at the end of the day, you just need to get the work done. You just need to get whatever you want out of it. And if that's being done, it doesn't matter whether you're doing it in a particular method or you're doing it your way.
1: Well, that's actually a very, very good idea. And that's actually not just idea, actually a very good point that you can ask people that, hey, I need to say something. Are you in the right frame of listening? Yeah, mm-hmm. Now that, that's a good, helpful tip. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Exactly. So, Amit, after discussing all of this, there's one question that I really, really want to ask you. And I've asked this to all the guests who have had on this podcast. And that is that, is there any piece of advice that you have e- either received or something that you follow that you'd like to share with
1: my listeners? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I, I, can I give two? <laughs> no, you but can I, just do it. two. Why? Because the the first one is very much related to the work. Okay. Uh, the first advisor, which I really like it. Okay. I like both the ones. The first one is really, really specific. Uh, I had this project where me, uh, I, I was a project manager and then my first lead, the technical lead, you know, is the first person. And we had a team of 43 across five countries. And we were doing, things were not going well. I was terrible as well, not handling my team well emotionally. And uh, after 10 months or so, there were some issues and things like that. And I decided that I should step down. And my manager, a couple of them actually came in and told me this thing, which I'm sharing right now, the advice, is that Amit, we will do what is the best for the project. Now, what I learned from that is that when you are in a situation, that, because this happens with everyone, whatever work you're doing, please understand this, whatever. If you're in IT, not in IT, whatever it is, you're doing it for the work, for the output of the work. It's That will help you to remain not, you know, to separate yourself from the work because i see a lot of people they take work on their heads mm-hmm. and they roam all the time all the time yeah and if you take the work away and in fact so much that people when you ask them hi uh please introduce and they'll say i am a project manager and so and so you're not a project manager right mm-hmm. you're an individual probably you don't know what you do right so you Tell us what do you do as a project manager, right? I help team to get the blah blah blah. Right. So this is the problem. So all I'm saying is this advice helped me a lot of things to unlock. Is that I can't be biased. It's not about me. It's it's just the work. So let the right people decide what is good. And I tell this to all my project team members since then. Whenever we start, that if you face a dilemma that what am I going to do? What is the thing? Please understand what is the best for the project. If the I best for the it. project is to share some bad news, do it. That's kind help. Yeah. Right? So that was an advice. And the second advice, I think the first one will suit everyone now. But let me share the second one as well. This was long time back as a five-year-old uh, you know, employee. Like, With the experience of just five years old, I was given a role of a 10 to 12 years old person. You know, I'm supposed to manage other leads as well. Okay. Okay. So fantastic experience, no doubt. And what happened is that one of the persons, though it was not that he was not listening to me, but he was not doing the work. So a senior guy came in and shared this advice to me. He asked me what happened and I said, oh, but he left. He said, You should have said something. I said, How can I? He's such a senior fellow. And the advice was this it doesn't matter what your designation in the company is, it only matters what role you're playing at that moment. So that was an eye opening for me. So, what it showcases is the same thing what I tied back to leadership. If I'm placing a pressure, as a lead of the project, that person is a lead of the project. Period. It doesn't matter what designation it is. He or she has to do the roles and responsibilities expected from that role that we're giving. Right. Right. So that was a, again, I, I know both are very, very office related things. But I think those two helped me to clear a base for many things. So. Based for people ask me how to handle teams and other things, I always boil it down to roles and responsibility. Always. Understand the roles and responsibility. And I always give the analogy of the airplane uh, air hostess, right? First mm-hmm. put your mask and then help others, right? You first do your I... work. <laughs> That's so true. Whenever <laughs>
0: I could be completely wrong out here.
1: You're absolutely right in one way, but here's a secret that I want to tell all the mm-hmm. viewers here. Is that when you know, in every organization, you have a dreaded day that you feel, which is the appraisal cycle, uh, that happens once a year, right? And on that day, you're supposed to explain all the things that you did in the last 364 days in a very, very nice fashion. Now, mm-hmm. what happens is, is that if you know your roles and responsibility, and I'm going to give you an example, okay, clear example. So let's say you you work in an organization where this is grade five and this is over and achieve like you're just crazily high. This is that mm-hmm. PIP, performance improvement planning, they say that get out now. Uh, this is like, you know, you're faring okay. You're not that bad. Three is like you're on average. Three is where you're doing your roles and responsibilities. Four is that you are going up and beyond, but not every time. Five is like, you know, crazy. now if you know, your roles and responsibilities very clear. And the secret is that, like you said, if you do little better every time, you're going to fall here all the time, right? There is no way you can't get better grades in your appraisal cycles or whatever it is, right? So knowing your responsibilities is nothing but benchmarking yourself. In the sense of, this is what's expected for me, I'm going to do this much. Let's say you got a, I give this example, you got a bad fight with your wife or your girlfriend or a boyfriend or whoever it is. You're not in a mood. Uh, You met with a terrible accident and four, five months gone by, right? Mm -hmm. At that, if you just do the work that is required, you're still good grade level three, right? Mm -hmm. Now imagine if things are fine, everything is happy or lucky in that year or half a year, Strive for the four and five. What's driving right. you? Right. So that's why I I just want people to understand R and R because that's a benchmark that I your organization has set for you. So understand that it is a benchmark and just keep growing up.
0: That's great. Retail designer. Um, people would only think about it as a designation or, you know, as a career path and then they ask me that at what level I am. But I try to look at it as the responsibilities that come with being a retail designer and it could be that you could be a trainee or a fresher or you could be a senior person. But if you just look at the responsibilities and then if you're thrown in a different project or you're thrown into any you know, at any level you're still going to carry out those responsibilities. And I feel like if anybody just looks at the responsibilities or whatever their particular role is, they'd be able to perform whether they are at a, uh, you know, fresher level or they are at a senior level. And your main thing at that point of time is to deliver, to deliver and to do your best. And I think that is, it's it's very easy to do if you just focus on what your responsibilities are rather than looking at you know, the title that you're holding, to be bogged down by the title, it's just going to be curbing to you. But lastly, I'd really like to thank you for your time. It's been an honor speaking to you and to have a TEDx speaker on my show. And uh, thank you so much for your thoughts, for your insights. And everything about this particular conversation was so insightful and so amazing. I'd be putting up the links for your TEDx talk. And for anybody who likes anything related to you know, whatever we have spoken about today, you can get in touch with me or with Amit and let us know your thoughts. Everything's going to be fine. And with this, I'll leave you with one more thing that you can work on this week and take a step closer to being a version of yourself that is confident and more, you know, clear and you have more clarity. So thank you so much for showing up and giving me your time. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social media, subscribe. Leave a remark, do anything, and just tag me on TMM4. Have a great week ahead. Bye!